Gould and Gatter through the gap. 500 metres to go from Generation behind them. They were followed by Rothfire and Balanipatina's tried to keep him in, but he's three wide Rothfire from Balanipatina. And then Paul Laley stoking up from Malaybra and behind those horses, Melkovich. Gould and Gatter around the corner. 200 metres to go. The filly led by two lengths, Balanipatina, Zoo style. And then Rothfire, Gould and Gatter. 100 metres to go. Balanipatina wearing it down. Gould and Gatter and Nick. Balanipatina's going to get close. Gould and Gatter has just won from Balanipatina. Photo third. Zoo Tiger being eyeballed by Golden Mile. Golden Mile moved up. Rally serving it up to Zoo Tiger. Two lengths away to Paris Dior. In secret going back to the inside. She's got a job to pick up. It's Golden Mile just in front of Zoo Tiger. A length away to in secret. Golden Mile. Zoo Tiger. the 600 metres and they're about to dial it up in the underwood. Then came out deeper on the track. Moomba scrubbed along from Mr Brightside as Alligator Blood and Zaki now stepping right up down the hill. 450 metres to go. It's Alligator Blood from Zaki looking to lug in. They're two lengths Mr Brightside. Then I'm thunderstruck down the outside with three to pick up. Alligator Blood, 200 metres to go. Zaki not done with but Alligator Blood, three quarters Zaki. I'm thunderstruck running on. G'day punters and welcome to the review podcast for racing previews. Uh, this week we'll be reviewing, it was the long weekend, we had three group ones as you've just heard. Coolangatta took out the Moya on Friday, Jack and I took out the Golden Rose on Saturday and then yesterday we had Alligator Blood upset them in the Underwood. Um, unfortunately, I didn't back the winner in any of those three. The only one who did back a winner was Nick McWalter. He did stick up for Coolangatta in the Moyer. But unfortunately, Nico isn't on tonight. He is busy on the Gold Coast. He's not sucking it up, he's told us. He's, uh, he's just busy with his family. So that's fair enough, Wilbur. It's just uh, just me and you tonight. Yeah, it was a tough weekend. It could have been a really good weekend, but a combined head made it an average, a small loss. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We certainly will. Uh, Friday night, it seems like an eternity ago now. We'll, that's where we'll start. Race one was a 1,200-metre three-year-old race for the Kelton Geldings. Uh, KGB was able to lead, dictate terms at a pretty moderate tempo and kick away. It was a bit of a, a theme of the night. Um, I'll quickly have my two cents worth I was on Albedrino. I thought the ride was a little bit negative. Um, barrier two, I was just hoping Carr mm. could settle this thing more forward, but kind of went back through the field a little bit and he found bad luck, swung wide. It was just never going to win. Um, the runner-up has gone huge, uh, eponymous. Probably should have won the race. What were your thoughts overall? Um, yeah, they went... 
uh, a little bit of pressure early, then they just completely handed it to the leader, and he's he's just completely put the foot on the gas and and then taken off uh, around the turn. Yeah, they haven't been good enough to catch him. Um, I think the the second horse will be overbet next start. Um, mm. It was rails in run. Yes, it has completely stormed home, but it was in the best part of the track. And I think the horses to follow out of this race are Alpadrino and Oceans Above. And I guess you could follow Eponymous, but we, um, with a certain degree of... Um, I don't know. I think it might be a bit overbet next start, but um, the race has gone average. And yeah, I don't know. But the, the biggest thing to take out of this race was um, first, second, third, and fourth, or either rails in run or, or out, outside lead. So... Um, yeah, yeah, not not a race I'll be extremely keen to follow. Yep, we'll go to race two. It was the Scarborough, the first of the black type races on the night. Queen of the ball again found the rail, Blake Shin, and another race that they haven't gone too hard in at all. Um, yeah, there was only going to be two or three chances here really during the run. English Riviera stepped a little bit slowly. Um, I loved the market support for that horse. I do think there is a race for her this preparation, mm. but Queen of the Ball, dictated terms, Blake Shin, they were just never really getting past this. Yeah, English Riviera's chances were lost when she missed the start. Um, mm. She's run well, but um, I'd just forgive her off that. I'd just mark her off the, the way the market completely plunged her um yep. i think the market eventuated the way sort of we we both sort of thought like they they really backed english riviera and queen of the ball and pretty much gapped the rest um yeah uh there's not a lot of take out to lot a lot of to take out of this race because queen of the balls just got to lead and they've gone slow um nothing's really made a lot of ground you'd forgive English Riviera there's a race on um, there's a race on Guinea's Day in two weeks time um, or three weeks time uh, called the hold on uh, it's called the uh, Maroon Stakes um, Sneaky Five won it last year and I think it'd be I think it will go there and I think it it's got a cop J-Mac coming off but mm. um, that's that's the horse I think she's the horse to take out of the race well, it's funny you mentioned that about Caulfield. She has also nominated for the Dane Hill this weekend. Would you be surprised if she did back up in that? Yeah, I'd be surprised if they go back to Flemington. Mm. That is looking, that's looking a very hot race. And even if she was in the race, she'd probably want to be against her. But yep. we'll soon see. Kick on to race three. It was mm. a benchmark 84 over 1,200 metres. Um, let me have my little vomit session here firstly <laughs> um, multiple yard judges said Snapper walked poorly in behind and that is just that's not what you want to hear when you think you've got a horse that is immoral to place before the race and you've had a, had a fair crack at it and then 50 metres after the gates opened this horse it like half buckled half buck jumped um, buck jumped yeah, yeah, and and it still found the front after after that happened. So it used up 
an enormous amount of gas and it also walked bad so for mine it goes down as a forgive not trying to make excuses but it just wasn't snapper's night and hopefully if it did walk that poorly um hopefully they do pick up a problem if there is one before he runs again zathus this has been car at her best um barrier one again even though she didn't settle in the first two it's still been you know rails in run and that was the theme of the night clemenso every chance i thought he was a little bit over bet but that's just me yeah um like you mentioned snapper buck jumped at the start and then thornton had to ride her from the from the 10 to the 8 she ran a split of 10 to 10.36, which is like, you, you don't really want to be doing that early. Like mm. that's super quick, way too quick. And she's run, run home the last, um, last section, in 14 seconds. So I don't know what happens with the prep now. Maybe they just go out, have a let up, um, maybe just take her out and go into the autumn. But, um, clearly, clearly a forgive run. All her peaks are at Mooney Valley. Um, you don't want to sack her off this. Um, but but she, she I think she'd need at least three to four weeks hey. to hey, hey, freshen hey. up off that sort of run because she, he I always call it a she <laughs> I always get her mixed up with snap dancer um, <laughs> yeah he needs to um, yeah he needs needs three or four weeks if they are going to continue on with the prep um, yeah oh sorry um, Logan McNeil wrote it not not um, yeah Logan Thornton um, but yeah Zethus had the right run and Jamie Carr was just riding as well as she ever has over the last weekend. Clemenceau, the market support was a bit weird, um, obviously because it's never really put down a huge figure that would warrant being so well supported, but um, maybe that was just map related, I guess. But yeah, I think if Snapper doesn't completely miss the, not miss the start, but buck jump would have gone a lot Mm. closer. And I think, definitely not 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 a bad bet i don't think because i um i i um backed it as well but like it, it's a sort of bet you'd you'd have every yeah. every um regardless of how how it went because i don't know just the circumstances just didn't work out oh 100 percent. i'm not i'm not disappointed with that bet at all um i think he would have run he would have definitely run top three if he didn't buck jump um and then if he didn't walk poorly and i don't know He's only he's only been one Whatever. just over a length off third. Um, one sneaky yeah, yeah, run exactly. in this race I just want to highlight. I think a lot of people will miss it, and the SP was huge, not huge, but it was twenty one dollars. Paperboy has drawn barrier twelve and come around him on a on a night where you just don't didn't want to be doing that, and he's closed off really really well. So we've seen, I think last preppy strung a couple together might have been might have won a decent race at Flemington. If he can get back to Caulfield. HQ, probably, or or oh, was it at Caulfield? Sorry, um, yeah, it was. I Caulfield. think he could be a bet, and the fact that he only SP'd forty one dollars here, um, I think he could be a good bet going forward. I love finding Gavin Bedgegood as a trainer too. Yeah, really good trainer, hundred percent. One horse who was well found was Tijuana. He won race four which was the group two stut stakes over 1600 meters and i remember when we were uh 
previewing this race on Thursday, punting form had him mapped to sit second from barrier two. And after watching his last couple of runs, I thought, mm, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. It's exactly what happened. And as soon as it happened, the race was over, in my opinion. Um, they've gone hard here. The rating is nothing flash overall, but probably the best horse in race, probably the best uh, run in the race, and he's been too good. Fajita Sand was a, a much, much improved race. Um, if he gets the same run as Tijuana, is it even closer? Potentially, but I'm I'm glad he didn't win because we were pretty we were sticking up for him last start. Yeah, um, I think Tijuana was, I guess it had the the ratings to be deserved favourite, and after the the track sort of revealed itself to be playing heavily on pace, Mark Zara was riding and they put the winkers on. Um, he was always going to be in the right position, and it's such a sort of, yeah, it's like everything worked out. This was its race. I'm not so sure it gets any more than 1,600 metres. Um I don't know what they do from here. Probably go to the Guineas. Um, it's not not a Derby sort of horse like a couple of the, couple of these other ones. Um, Fajita San, I think he's just run up to what he's been running to. Not really a horse I want to follow. Um, Virtuous Circle was a really nice run um, for the Derby heading towards the Derby's bred for a trip. And the only I think you've got a factor in there is J Max going to come off. It was a really nice ride. Um, mm. But obviously, it yeah, did it, it did run through the line really, really well. Um, another no, the two other horses um, that I wanted to highlight in this race were Let's Roll the Dice, who I think everyone's sort of sacking, and, and he's becoming a bit bit of a hateful horse. But um, in his first prep, he kept running on heavy tracks. I know he won the size produce, but he could just be a horse that's just looking for a trip now. Um, he's bred for a trip. I'd say they probably go towards a derby. Um, I think I think he could be a, a he got going well late, um, late in the race. And the other horse um, was Muramasa, mm. who's deep impact out of Oh My Sword. Um, he's looking for ground. Yeah, just he? completely bred for a trip. Yeah, yeah, he's just looking for more ground. He's he's run um, pretty good late time here. Um, obviously the big query is the camp if they can keep him up but um, yeah if if he's set to peak for a derby he'd be well in in that in that sort of field I think yep alright we'll go to race 5 the start of the quaddy was the Ladbrokes 55 second challenge and you could have renamed it the car crash stakes because as Fora <laughs> was a very heavily supported favourite um I think she was officially a dollar eighty-five into a dollar seventy-five, and she might have even been shorter in some corps at the death. Um, you just can't afford to be slightly slow away at nine five five. Um, she drew low, so she had rump stake all around her, and when they approached uh, the corner, Mitch Aitken still had a lap full of horse. She was starting to charge through them, and then just ran up backside. Um, has somehow finished eighth, and she should have bolted in. Yeah, um, you you just sort of this race has gone average, but um, you really can't take anything out of this race other than the SP of Asfora. 
just trust it and just forget this race and move on and I guess back at next start if it's if it's at the right price because um the dollar seventy five SP was um like it it's like it's it's the only thing to really take out of this race. It was a complete car crash obviously. Um it's you wouldn't want to see it around nine five five at the valley again. I think it's more of a an eleven hundred meter horse. Um yeah, I don't know. This is about all of their level. I, uh, Rose Quartz is not suited in this sort of field either. Um, she's a Flemington 1200 meter horse. So I guess those are the only other horses you'd really want to follow out of this race. But like it hasn't gone well. And that's and that's sort of highlighted by Great Diviner mm-hmm. running running on to third. And Sartorial Splendor isn't going that well either. And the Wolfland's the winner. It's yeah, just a bit of yeah. a... It's just a car crash race. Yeah, um, is it? Yeah, is it all, weird all of placement? these horses are, are from um, for, for uh, Asfora. Asfora. Like we've seen, yeah, we've seen yeah, class uh, horses getting beat time and time again at nine five five because you can't afford not to have bad luck because the race is over in a flash and that's what's happened. Yeah, they, these sorts of races are track and trip. Like you have to be a sort of horse to be. Yeah. Um, like suited in these sorts of races and and she she she's not that sort of horse or he i don't know um but yeah just just trust the sp and, and then go go from there yeah let's go to race six it was the group three jra cup and it was desert icon who went back to back at the valley for chris waller um had a bit of a pr last start and he has had even more of a pr here it is a very good performance. Um, it's a very good ride, actually. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take that back about the performance. It's a very good ride. Preble has just dictated terms here. He's gone... Um, what has he gone? He's gone even for the class. And just the way this track was playing, he was never going to get beaten. Um, probably wasn't quite wet enough mm. for Nerve Not Verve, too short. Persan's run an improved race. Macram kind of presented at one stage but he was quite disappointing in the end yeah he regressed off last start the biggest thing in this race to take out of it is that um, the first three horses were all rails in run um, uh, until the the 800 metres when they started to to make their runs but I guess Persan was an improved run Um, maybe you can follow him but I don't know don't really want to I I think uh, a horse to follow and you could possibly make money out of next start is Macram. Um, for whatever reason, sometimes um, uh, Ben and J.D. Hayes can have trouble um, maintaining a horse at their peak. They they drop off and, and then they go again. So maybe um, maybe next start uh, in, a, in a decent race um, over 2,000 metres at Caulfield or something or Flemington, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe even a bit further. It can run a nice race there, but um, yeah, Macram's got got good enough form overseas. Um, run run some nice ratings overseas to to be competitive in some in, in some better races than this. If they can if he, if they can get it back up and and um, back to that level, maybe that maybe it could win a nice race. So he's a horse to follow, even though it's run poorly. Um, Desert Icon, I know it's had a complete PR here, 
but it's nominated for um, uh, the the Bart Cummings. Its oh, really? peak rating, yeah, its peak rating overseas um, is actually over twenty four hundred mile and a half. Um, it hasn't got there this prep, um, or last prep for any any time in Australia. So if it gets back there, um, twenty four hundred meters, I think may- maybe it's a nice bet on the back up again. Um, but yeah, uh, you'd want to forget free to turn. He's gone. I ended up backing him just off the Alistair Clark rating if he could get back to it at the, the track and trip sound was a little bit I think unsuited he needs, I think he needs a K. proper he needs a proper good three <laughs> um, pre-to-turn turn. I, yeah I don't, it I was don't know probably, it. probably a little bit softer than, than what um, what it would have actually said yeah. I think yeah I've probably underrated Desert Icon a little bit there I know I I was actually backing him last start I did back him and I just thought uh, he beat Midnight Blue and Harmissian and he d- didn't beat him that convincingly. Um, but yeah, fitter again, 2,000 metres again, and he's absolutely brained him. So he yep. is a horse, whether you want to admit it or not. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Nico, Race you? 7 was the Moya Stakes, 1,000 metres. And I'm kind of glad Nico's not on tonight because he would have been telling us, I told you so. <laughs> about Cool and Gatter, the filly, who has absolutely sprung the lids out of barrier one. She jumped in front and she stayed there. Jamie Carr has ridden it perfectly, obviously got the right run in transit. Um, Barrier one lead, this is exactly where you wanted to be on the night. Dallin Ipatina has ran a huge race and I know you'll get to the ride in a second from, from Craig Williams, but... She's now been a she's now been a moral beaten in two Group Ones at the Valley. She should be a Manicato winner and a Moya Stakes winner. She was held up in the Manicato versus Zoo, uh, not Zoo Style Jonka, getting my Queenslanders mixed up. And here she's been <laughs> clearly the run of the race and been beaten by Track Bias. Not taking anything away from Cullen yeah, Gatter, but um, yeah. Yeah, the the biggest thing for me that I was really surprised by was that Coolangatta was fast enough to lead. Mm, um, yeah, they haven't gone overly quick here, but um, I was I was really surprised that Coolangatta had the speed to um, to to take up the lead, um, and that that's the main reason. Well, I guess the main reason I was against her was because I didn't think she was good enough. But also, I thought the map was a bit of a query. I didn't think she was fast enough to actually to lead here but she was and and she she just hung on i don't know where they go from here maybe they uh i don't know do they do they go a normal three-year-old prep or do they get push on to the manicado or what do you think i think i think cool and Gata might go to a manicado um yeah there is also that one million dollar bonus for horses who run um it's a little bit com- complicated but that ends in the daily sprint I know if Nature Strip comes, okay. then they might not be winning that. But there is a million dollar bonus if you can run in these Valley Sprint races or the Shalaki, and then um, you either run in these or you win a Manicato and then win the the Dali. Um, there's another million dollars. But you think they'd run in the Coolmore though? Yeah, yeah. That's she would be hard to beat in a Coolmore. But is she mm. just a thousand? Is she better at a thousand than twelve hundred? 
Well, both of her peak ratings now are at, at, at a thousand meters, so I guess you'd have mm. to say she's just a good thousand meter horse. But I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you um, want to talk a bit more yeah. about the ride from from Craig Williams? Oh yeah, this was a ten out of ten from Craig Williams. This is such a good ride. Um, I backed Ballinipatina. Um, it got out late, which was I was surprised by because now her three peaks um, are, are all at Mooney um, Valley. So I think she's just a high pressure sort of horse, and and if like if it wasn't completely on pace inside bias, like she was never on the track, um, no. anywhere near where you want it to be. Um, even though Craig Williams gave it a, gave her a ten out of ten, um, yeah, um, I get, I think she'll be well supported next start, I guess, because now I guess the market will figure out that that all of her peaks like her significant peaks are actually at Mooney Valley and she, she races best here. Um, so I think she might probably be over bet next starter in the Manicado. Zoo style was good, better than I thought he'd go. Generation, I think that's just him. Um, mm. Rothfire's obviously regressed. Um, but the market for just, him just was on that rider. Ex- like completely plunged. Mm. Yeah, he was very well supported. But just on the just again on the ride about Craig Williams, he got Balanipatina flowing into the race nice and early. He did what he could with a wide barrier. Mm, yeah. And then at the 300, I'm going to say at the 300, he slammed the door shut on Rothfire and Damien Lane actually lost yeah. a bit of momentum on the favourite. So I wouldn't be penning Rothfire going towards a Manicato back up to 1,200. No, I think I think Rothfire would be better suited up to twelve hundred as well. Mm, yeah. um, so he's obviously regressed, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get back to where he was first up, or even a little bit better than that. So, um, but the, the horse to follow out of the race clearly is Palele. He yeah. he clearly wasn't suited. He was like um in in the Congo, but a little bit better in the um the McEwen. A lot better. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot better, but but it was the same sort of setup. Like it was yeah. high pressure, thousand meters with the the class horse in the race, not suited by a thousand meters. Um, but but he has got going late. Um, I think over twelve hundred meters. Uh, if J Max here, which he which he will be, will, would he be there? Because Cox plays the next day, so he would be in Melbourne. He probably sticks with her. Um, he's the clear um, horse to follow, I think. Yeah, I um, agree. And I but guess what if, uh, is Isotope... What if, well, Paul Ailey might not be at yeah. the Manicato. He, like, there's every well, chance he runs... Well, who, who else are Godolphin going to take in the Everest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. He'll probably go to... The, like, he probably um, doesn't have yeah, any in, in an Everest, but he did run third in a TJ yeah, Smith. By default. Um, so mm-hmm. they, they have to take him, don't they? They're not going to take in secret... I don't know could what they? else could often have. Could they? Could they take in secret? I think. I think they could. could. And then there's and no then reason why the they corner. can't. Yeah, they could, but I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah, if they're well, going I don't to. know. Do, mm, well, well, if Palele's in the um in the Manicado, he'd be the horse I'd want to be with. And the other horse I want to mention is Isotope, who this was um closer to a heavy track by this stage of the night mm. um, she needs it dry and she's not suited by this like high pressure thousand meters at Mooney Valley if she drops back in grade to a 
a, a mare's race at Caulfield or something, she's going to be one, like a really, really, really good bet, I think. She's going yeah. really well. She just hasn't been suited in a while. Yeah, no, 100% agree with all of that. Um, keen to back Paul Ailey next start. Just not sure. I'm not 100% sure where, where he'll go. If it'll just be not in the Everest. Yeah, if he's in the Everest, then you probably can't back him. But imagine imagine he lobs in like a group two over 1,200 metres at Randwick. It'd just be an absolute launch. Yeah, yeah. He's going well. Yeah. I think he needs a drier track, though. Yeah. Yep, agree, agree, agree. Race six was the, what was it? The stock stakes for the girls, group two. And Daisies, this was one of the better rides of the night by uh, Damien Lane. He bookended the card with Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Um, This horse has come from last, but he still, she was still rails in run. Um, Lady of Honor has gone quite fast out in front here uh, she probably hasn't quite seen out the mile um, Kiss on All Four Cheeks was kind of wedged a little bit coming towards the, the home turn, she was inside lanes I'd be happy to forgive her, I don't think Mooney Valley's her track and I think she needs it drier but it's all on as winner here isn't it? Uh, yeah I think what's lost Lady Vaughn of the race was Kiss on All Four Cheeks kicking up because then she obviously um, Jake Noonan didn't want to be caught three wide with Sione on its inside as well. So it's kicked mm. up to lead, and they've gone at a, a, a good good pace. Um, and it, and it, like you could see in its stride, it's normally got that big big action, but towards the end it was really really like it was it was completely dying on its run. It, it obviously didn't see out a strong six and hundred meters, even with the, the the bias on the inside of the track. Um, yep. Which was sick. Um, Ballinipatina into Lady of Honor was not good for my Torturous mental health, half personally. Um, yeah, it was. It really was. Um, <laughs> this race has gone poorly, though. Like, really poorly. Um, I guess... Oh, and oh, the other thing is, I marked um, Elusive Express a lot a lot shorter than what the market actually ended up to be. So, lucky I didn't back Elusive Express as well in the same mm. race. That would have been even worse. Um, but anyway, um, I, I guess Daisy's and Elusive, Elusive Express, they probably go towards the matriarch, I would have thought. Maybe one more run, uh, maybe a run at 2,000 metres and then go towards the matriarch um, on... Is that is that Stakes Day? Yeah, I think it's Stakes Day. Um, they probably go there. They'd be, I don't know, probably numbers there, but I don't even know what's going to a matriarch. So maybe they could be competitive there. Kissing all cheek, kissing all four cheeks. She obviously didn't like the, um, the the wet track, and I think I think she's second up only. I don't think she 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 races best fresh. I think, and that was my query going into the race. She always um, really really regresses um, third up into a prep. I thought maybe it was a bit different this time because it's had a stable change, but um, I guess you could probably bl- blame the the wet track, but. Um, there's a, there's, a, there's also that query of her being third up as well, so keep that in mind. Um, Foxy Freed has just run up to her level, I think, and yeah, this race has gone poorly, I guess. But um, I don't know where that where any, where any of these horses go now. They probably um, kissing all four cheeks probably goes out for a spell. Lady of Honor 
probably maybe back in trip, I guess. Daisies and the Lucid Express have gone um, not great, but but I guess they've just be um, 2,000 meter, 1,600 meter numbers, so they'll probably pop up and win another race, I guess. So I, I, I don't know. Just, yeah, they'll be stepping they're, they're up all trip. Mares. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they only have to race each other a lot of the time. Mm. So that was it for Mooney Valley. Um, I'll just touch on a couple horses at Rose Hill. Uh, it was a good four, surprisingly. Um, I think Mooney Valley got to mm. a soft six, or I think it might have even got to a seven late. Um, the times will definitely say it was seven, eight. Mm. Uh, it was quite heavy, and we know Mooney Valley does chop up. Um, but I'll go to the Golden Pennant, which was race seven at Rose Hill. It was a group two. Um, I was, in hindsight, hindsight is a wonderful thing. I'm filthy that I didn't tip Nimalee on the on the page because besides the barrier, everything pointed towards her. I really wanted to take on Espiona. Um, we know she's raced a little bit erratically. She's she does this funny thing where she lays in and gets her head up um, coming down the, the straight, and she's done it again here. She's started $4 favorite. Nimalee, amazingly, has gone from 550 out to 850, sat second in run. Regan Ballas has given this a peach, and she's been too tough. We're talking about a horse who ran second in the tramway to Zaki. Um, she's saluted here at 850, so it's a little bit sick. Um, it was a bunch finish, so I'm not sure... If, these, if a lot of these horses are going to be stepping up in grade, then um, you know you might have your reservations about them. But <clears throat> she's a very good race mare, and she's proven that she can win on good tracks, soft tracks, heavy tracks. She goes forward, and yeah, I thought it was a nice win. We'll go to the group one. It was the Golden Rose over 1,400 metres, and this was the ratings um, race of the day. Um Jackano has produced a 10.1 above the all benchmark figure. Uh, they've gone mm. fast here, and he's proven that he's he can run 1400 meters right out. Yeah, I think the last Mick Price and meters, Michael. Yeah, yeah it's huge. the last 14, I think the, 400 meters was the fastest of the day, and then the second fastest last 200 of the day, off a good tempo. So I I don't know if he gets 1600 meters, but. Uh, and I saw the Dan O'Sullivan's ratings, um, which I use. Um, mm. He got he ran an 104, and in the Congo last year, he ran an 103.5. So, even though like it's been well documented, these these three year olds, two 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 slash three year olds, have been a, a bad lot. Um, they they've gotten up to historical standards both in the um, in the the um, the Golden Slipper. And the golden rose. So I guess when the, the high pressure comes on, um, and and they, they are actually set to peak, they are actually up to um, historical standard. M- maybe not like depth wise, they're not not as good, but mm. like the the top of them are pretty much oh, just yeah, just up to average. I think <clears throat> that's just pub chat, though, isn't it? Saying like penning the three year olds saying they're no good. Like Jack and O in mm, secret. No, they haven't been good. But the first five across the line here are genuine Group One horses: Jack and O in Secret, Zoo Tiger, Golden Mile, Fireburn. Like yeah, uh, yeah. For yeah, mine, I guess. But but mm. yeah, 
In secret, I thought the SP was very, very interesting. I thought I'll just wait for, to have a bet on her because I thought we might get $3 plus. The fact that she's started $2.30, that's, that's encouraging signs for her because the market has her going to a good level. Um, Jackano, does he get an Everest slot now? Does he go to a Coolmore? Does he go to the Caulfield Guineas? Options are plenty, aren't they? Yeah, I probably think they'd get a, an Everest slot off that, but I don't. He wouldn't win an Everest. He wouldn't get anywhere near it. Um, if Nature Strip turns up, he wouldn't get within five lengths of him. Um, mm. But but I guess that, that's it, what we said it about yes, yes, getting yes, smashed wasn't up by Nature Strip. I know, yeah, I know yeah, this, but, this horse, but this horse yes, isn't yes, in the yes, 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 yes. Yeah, true. And that was with mm. Bivouac. And who was the other good sprinter for yeah. Hawks? Um, who was the other? Exceedance. Who was the third one? Exceedance. That, they Exceedance were a pretty freakish bunch. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was, was a very good, good bunch. bunch. These aren't as good anywhere near. Mm. I think one of the runs of the race yeah. is, um, is Fireburn. I thought she was absolutely huge yeah, she was. again. And she's backing up in the flight stakes this week. A bit more juice in the track, 1,600 metres. Gee whiz. I think she could be one of the better $5.50 bets we've had. We'll soon find out. Yeah, she does look a good bet there. Yeah. She does look a good bet, yeah. Golden Mile. Did you think he was um, ridden another horse. too positively? Sorry? Who? Golden Mile. Um, no, the ride was fine. It was a good ride, I thought. Just maybe wasn't good enough. Yeah. Probably this is enough. his level, I guess. I guess maybe maybe in a Crawford Guineas. I think he does run 600 metres. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think in secret drops back in, back in distance. So does Jackano. Zoo Tiger looks like a good... He, he reminds me of Captivant from last year, or even in the Congo, but not as good, I guess. So maybe he can run a nice race up on speed in the Guineas because they are going there. Um, Golden Mile is going to go to the Guineas, I'd say. Uh, Fireburn probably just wins next week. Um, and She's Extreme wasn't bad either. If she backs up as well, she's probably not out of it as well. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I don't. Another horse to touch on in the in, out of that or out of that meeting is uh, Economist. It actually it ran really nice time, so you can what follow race was Economist. That? Was that a bit earlier? Race number six. Yeah, race yep. number six. Yep, sweet. Um, I don't mm. think there was too much else I wanted to talk, talk about. Obviously, the Group Two no, Shannon no. Stakes. Um, a couple of those horses are probably going to go to. I'm not sure. There might be some of them that try and back up into the Epsom, but you'd assume that they've got none in a race like that. Um, they've gone slow, and the, the Quinella have actually come home all right. I think they're decent horses, Surf Dancer and Old Flame. Um, it only gets harder from here, but they can win their race. Ellsberg has led, kind of got a little bit weak, a little bit tired late. He's probably more advantaged if he does get his heavy track. This was a good four, so I think he has been going better. I thought the trial from him leading up to this wasn't outstanding. Um, he's been backed off the map again, just off obviously off the map, um, leading barrier one. But 
Aquamala had his measure well and truly. Yeah. All right. Sand down. Sand down. Uh, do we have any data through or not just yet? No. No. It's all right. We'll just oh. do it off. That's all right. Do you want to go race by race still? Uh, well, just quickly, I guess. We'll go, race we'll go quickly because was, race one yeah. was 1,400 meters for the mares and Cap de Joe, the, the second place runner, this is an enormous run. Um, obviously, yeah. we don't have the data yet, but visually, you can just tell that this this is every bit of group class mare. Ollie drew barrier 14, went back to 14, went back to last, and I'll be very, very interested to see some of the splits she rattled off because she finished like a freight train. Car has ridden the winner, pick her own to perfection, and she's in flying form right now, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Um, uh, I guess the one thing I want to say is if if they can get Captain Joie, however you say it, if they can get that horse into um, the Matriarch or a race like that, she'd be a very, very good bet, I think. Yeah. Because she's a good horse. She's run ratings um, like really, really fast late time. Um, she'd want to be able to sit a little bit closer closer in her races, but um, she's a really nice horse, but, and she was dictated to by the barrier, and um, Picarone's got a really nice ride from Jamie Carr, so um, I don't know how the race has gone. I can't really really say because I don't have the times yet, but um, yeah, it's, the race has probably gone decent, but the, the margins and, and the horses in it suggest the race has gone okay, but um, yeah. Yeah, agree, agree, Race agree. Two. Race two, let me just get this up. It was a 1,400 metre benchmark 78, and Pashiro had a couple big gear changes. He had Blake Shin on, uh, he had the blinkers on again, and he's another who's come from last, stormed home down the outside, and... He's back in the winner's stalls. Um, we know this horse ha- does have good talent. Um, I was sticking... We were, Actually, we were both sticking up for him last start, and he was actually a really good run. Um, he had no luck. He was flushed four wide at Flemington and actually made a strong kick for home and, and got tired late, but ridden cold here, shinny on, blinkers on, nice win. Yeah, this I think this race has gone average, bunched field. Um, they barely caught. He's the real deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a peak rating for Pesquero with the blinkers going on and Blake Shin, but um, I think it's about a hundred to one that he that he um, maintains the peak. So I'd be against him heavily next start, and then then he'll probably go out for a spell. But um, yeah don't want to follow anything out of that race I don't think I want to absolutely put the sword through my mate Chartray I was sticking up for him and I thought this is a great place bet and during the run I thought there's no way this thing doesn't run top four had the perfect sit right behind him and it's just found nothing he just whacked away just one batted to the line and ran fourth by a nose and I've had a massive go on it at the place which is sick Absolutely sick. Yeah, and the, the mounting yard, the mounting yard um, was strong push for it too as well. Yeah, so that oh, was, it was a perfect worse. setup because it gave you all the confidence it was a, before the race. 
Yeah, it was a perfect setup. Third up. Anyway, we move on to the benchmark 78, 1800 yeah. meter. And another good market move. ASOP was 440 into 370 and quite a stylish win. Um, he's beaten proper 78 horses. I will say that, but he might uh, he might be a little bit better than 78 grade. Yeah, margins suggest he is, but I don't know. It was a good ride. I don't know, I haven't got the data yet, so I can't really say how good it's gone, but I, I guess you could just take winner only, I guess. Maybe, maybe pounding next start with a senior jockey on, but yeah, yeah, like it's beaten fifth position and pounding, so... And, and it's trained by Paul, um, is it Philip Stokes? So, um, Philip Stokes. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really want to follow that race too much. Yeah, fair enough. Race four was over fourteen hundred meters. It was for mm. the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Sickness. Um, it was sickness. Mm. Bank Moore um, has won the race. Will you were sticking up for the fortune teller? Backed it at $11. It's ended up starting $6. Again, looked a pitcher in the yard. Does look a bit of a beast. He's kind of... He still doesn't have his racing manners 100% screwed down, I don't think. He still wanders around mm-hmm. a little bit. Floats with um, floats when he's trying to get past horses. But, yeah, just a bit of a frustrating race. Yeah, well, I wish he was as professional... Um, when he's running as when he is in the yard because yeah. um, both mounting yard reports have been like this horse is a, a group one horse but he hasn't raced like it um, his, uh, his debut suggested he was like at least group class um, but he hasn't quite got back to that I think he, I think he goes a lot closer if he if he does settle closer like he has in his in his two um, other races but um, for whatever reason, he settled behind Bankmore this start. Um, uh, but and and Bankmore has been able to to kick away. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe the breeding suggests Bank Bankmore can get out over a trip. Um, maybe a Derby, but uh, I don't know. It depends how long the the trainer can keep him up for. Um, elliptical uh, was a big drifter. He got out to the the price I sort of thought he would get out to, but um, obviously due to the map, and he didn't really he he ran home really really well, but um, yeah he's only second up here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on a Derby path. He's not good enough. None of these horses are good enough to win a Guineas. I know they were talking Guineas after the race, but that was just stupid. None of these horses are anywhere near good enough to win win a Guineas. But I guess elliptical. Looks a sort of a derby type. It's done by Dundee. Um, if it, it looks like it can relax because it gets it gets its head right down and it looks like it really relaxes in its races. So if they can get it out over a trip, it probably can. Um, probably probably can run and get to the derby and, and probably be competitive there. But the rate I, I haven't got the figures yet. Back as I said, but um, uh, I, I don't really think these horses are. Um, up to the, the top top level, I don't think. Yeah, they're the B grade, or maybe even the C grade. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is worth noting that Bankmore did run a slashing second behind Waltz on by in the lead-up run, and Waltz on by did go on to win race six. So, 
little bit of a form line to follow there. Uh, race five was over 1,700 metres, and the sickness continued here as <laughs> Bermudez, this horse just can't draw a barrier. Um, I thought it would be okay here because I just didn't think there would be much speed. There wasn't a... Um, I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think on paper there was a whole lot of speed, but thought of that and Romanza have both gone forward and thought of that, I don't have the data yet, obviously, but apparently they've, they're inside a second outside the track record for 1,700 metres. Not that there's that many good 1,700 metre races at Sandown, but this effort from Bermudez to sit three wide, no cover on what is potentially a fast tempo, still kick clear, and then he was just a sitting duck for Regal Lion, who's absolutely monstered the line, um, charged over the top to win. It was an enormous effort by the runner-up, and it was equally a good performance by the winner. He's SP'd $31, so... I'm not sure what to do with the race, but I think the Quinella can be followed. Yeah. Um, you, you sort of saw, like, as the gates opened... Um, Ollie had two options either go back or, or go forward um, personally I like jockeys to make a decision and go forward on the horse um, but it was just um, he was a victim of circumstances because the two leaders kicked up and, and wouldn't allow him to to find a position um, like easily enough for it to be soft because because as soon as they saw him come up alongside him they, they upped the tempo and and made him work to to get to that position, and he'd done a, a load of work early, early on in the race, and he was still there by the end of it. So, um, obviously, he's a follow, a horse to follow, um, in the weeks to come. Regal Lion, he was the horse that ran a slashing um, second or third in that um, that uh, the Derby lead up behind Character, I think. So, um, for the yeah. Sydney Derby, so he he does have ability. Um, obviously, he also the ran didn't third. expect him to show that. Yeah, he also ran third in the New Zealand Derby behind Asterix and La Creek. So he's definitely a horse with talent. You can follow him going uh, forward over over further. Yeah, I guess maybe if he continues and continues racing like that, um, he could he could be a horse that could sneak into a Caulfield Cup or something like that. So. Um, as stupid as that sounds, but he's obviously not good enough to win it, but he could get into that field. So, um, yeah, uh, move on, race six. Yep, race six was the Jim Maloney. It's for the girls, over 1,400 metres, and Waltz on by has strung two together at Sandown. This was a very, very bunched finish. Luke Nolan has ridden the horse perfectly, sat OSL, and she's just been good enough to fend off the challenges. Um, a little bit sick on Russian Conquest. I thought her run was good, but Jamie just had to keep dragging her back from the barrier to find cover. Could she have been a bit more positive? I don't know. It's, it's a bit hard to say, but she's finished really well. She's only been beaten ahead, and she's come from near last. I think as the day went on, this, this might have just been because they were the best horses in the race, but I think the track started to firm up a bit and it w did become a little bit more advantageous to be up nearer the speed. I don't know if that's just because the best horses won or if it was a pattern thing, but it seemed that way um, just by looking at the winners. 
Yeah, a couple couple guys I like to listen to on Twitter were saying that um, like in, in terms of um, track condition and what the track actually was, they were saying it was a, towards a three throughout the day. So, um, yep. yeah, it probably was um, suited to be on pace. Um, I guess if you were following a horse out of this race, I'd probably say Jenny Jerome. Um, it came up the inside, I think, didn't it? Um, yeah, it did. Doing this review on the fly because I haven't really had a chance to do sand down yet, but it did come up the inside, and it's a it's a half sister to um, to Cherry Tortoni, and um, if it follows the the uh, is it do do prep from last year, maybe it can progress onto a derby. It's bred to get a trip at, um, by Churchill, um, and it's run pretty well here. So even though it has been a big price um maybe it gets out to a trip and, and can put itself in the race in, in the oaks because the oaks looks a, a wide open this year there's no real no real um filly other than so dazzling that won the the oaks trial at flemington mm. but that was on a really heavy track so i don't know what you really make of that form so it looks wide open and if if you can get out over a trip um then then she could be followed i guess and you'll get a price about her as well, given she's she was a thirty-one dollar SP here, trained by Paddy Payne. Yeah, well, maybe. And it's not it's not starting single figures next start. Put it that way. Yeah, maybe. Let's crack on yeah. to the the final group on of the weekend was the Underwood Stakes over eighteen hundred meters, and this was a genuine strip out for me. I don't know where the information came from that I definitely heard that Alligator Blub was going to hand up. And it was not the case. Um, whoever said that um, didn't talk with Tim Clark because he's bounced straight to the front with this horse. Um, obviously, we don't have the exact data just yet, but it seems like it was a perfect ride. I wouldn't be penning Zaki off this run. Look, I know everyone's going to say, oh, he's never gotten back to his big figure. And yeah, that's fair enough. He's, he hasn't gotten back to that and he never will. But he was 1,400 metres to 1,800 metres second up. He was a run behind all of these horses. And a couple of people saying they went fast here. We're still yet to see um, figures. But Alligator Blood has... He's gone from something... I, I just saw the quick sectionals and he went from like 12s and, he went, he, and he's quickened up at the 600 metres and then he's quickened up again at the 400. So that tells me I don't think they went as fast as some people think uh, some people will think early and that's just not Zaki's go approaching the home turn when there was four of them in a line I knew I was in trouble with Zaki because this horse needs to be out in front rolling and he needs to put a gap in him uh, in them with his um, superior stamina and he hasn't I don't think he's fit enough yet and I don't think the race shape suited yeah um, look I don't want to I don't want to um, sink the boots into Mark Zara because he, I think he's probably the third best jockey in, in Victoria at the moment. But um, like I don't know what, what he was doing. Like he was five lengths off the lead. Mm, lost sight I don't of know the how bunny, gone. But regardless, you don't want to be giving him that much of a start. Um, he's he's run home the last six hundred in quick time. But um, yeah, like what do you make of this? I, I'm not like. You can't really make an like a, you can't really stamp whether Thunderstruck can run out a strong two thousand meters off this um, 
because because of the way he was ridden. Like I would have yeah. loved for him to be a lot closer. Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends what they do with the prep now. Do they push on to the Cox Plate? Do they do they take him back and trip to the Champions Mile? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think you um, can still do both. Certainly wouldn't forgive him. Just yeah, probably. But um, yeah, the the SP he's telling like he was completely off the map. I marked him a firm favourite, but I didn't think he would be that firm. Like he they he started two fifteen. Um, on the on Betfair, so they completely plunged him. Um, Mawunga probably should have been a bet for me at the prices, but like, um, like I said on Twitter, because I, I'm by the way, I'm posting all my assess prices on Twitter. Follow me on Will Alford Twitter. Quick plug. Plug. Um, if you want to see, uh, yeah, if you want to see my um, prices on a on on a weekend um, Saturday Metro card, um, I, I I'll be posting my. My assess prices for the races I'm betting in. So, um, yeah, there's that. But um, Moonga was an overlay for me in the race, but I didn't want to bet on him because, like, I don't know, I thought it was a two-horse race. But um, yep. Moonga is just a, a good horse on a on a good track. He needs a good track. Dry All track, his best yeah. form is on a good track. Um, just forgives Arky. He, apparent, uh, Mounting Yard judges have said he, he was a run behind. Um, Cop the whip I to probably the head. thought... Can't. Can't yeah, help. he copped the whip to the head as well. That can't help. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be running if I'm getting whipped in the head. Um, I thought I thought Carr probably could have um, Carr probably could have pushed a little bit harder and pressured Alligator Blood a little bit harder. Harder. I know. I know she took off at about the 700, 600, but met like a, a little bit earlier than that would have been ideal. Um, but she's probably Alligator also Blood's mindful just, just to look after the horse. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, his only that's second probably up, true as well. Up, yeah, definitely. Up to 1,800 metres. Yeah. Um, um, but Alligator him? Blood's just a good, tough horse. And, like, he, yeah. like he's a proper, like, an Australian, just tough, wait for age sort of horse. Like, a, like a, one of, like on from speed. the 90s or so. Like, um, yeah. better loosen up or, you know, those sorts of horses. Very rogue. Yeah. Probably not as good, 100%. but... Yeah, um, just yeah, a I definitely really, really good training him. effort, I think, from Gay Waterhouse as well. Yeah, um, a couple of points. If you saw how Mawanga paraded, like I'm, he just always parades like this because he's a cult. But I'm no mounting yard expert, but gee, he looks like he uses up some energy in the yard. He's got two handlers, one on either side, and he's just throwing his head around. He's up on his toes, like he's just a real cult. And mm. <laughs> you just think if he actually just relaxed, he might even he might be even better horse. I don't know that that might just be nervous energy. Um, Mr. Brightside proved that he's just a just a, yeah, he's, a rung below. He's below these. Yeah, he's not he's not he's, not, not as good as these. Yeah, he's a good horse, but he's not a great horse. Um, he probably he's wants sixteen hundred meters as well. Nonconformist. I just I don't know if he's going any good. I don't think he would have beaten Desert Icon with this run on Friday night. No, nah, me neither. Um, so yeah, don't know if he's going that good, but. Towards a Cox Plate, I still think Zaki has a bit of improvement. Um, yeah, but Animo, you'd think, would be licking his lips at this race, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I heard someone say the the real winner out of out of Sunday was Animo coming out of coming yeah. out of um, Sunday was Animo because it doesn't look like he has to beat a whole lot. No, 
Or there might be one horse at the end of the day that could be going to the Cox Plate. We'll get to that in a sec. Oh, give me a spell. Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he could be going to a Cox Plate. And he's he's the DA. Yeah, so. but he's not getting anywhere near Animo. <laughs> Right. Are you talking about the horse um, who pulled out three out of five lame last start? <laughs> it is horse racing, Will. They can't they can't run to their top every time. We'll, we'll soon find out. Race eight was the Sandown Stakes Group Three, um, and the winner was Gentleman Roy. And somehow he's gone around at seven fifty eight bucks. Um, I'm a little bit dirty with myself though. I didn't even have a saver on this horse because first up, it was an enormous run. Um, at Caulfield, I wish I win, beat him and beat him convincingly, but the margin was flattered. He got into a speed battle with Buffalo River, only first up, so he's come on fitness-wise. As we mentioned, I thought on speed was a little bit of an advantage later in the day, and he's won well. Um, the boys in the chat were saying, oh, what was this ride on pinstripe? And at first look, I um, I just want to put something in the bin quickly, sand down. Good track, but they have one big screen and it's hard to see and then they've got another big screen and they had it on a replay of the grand final put it on the races which i'm trying to watch a race and i can't see anything put the other big screen on the races not on the afl grand final where there's five geelong supporters who are watching it anyway quick quick dig at sandy for a pointless use of a big screen um i went and went back and watched the replay of the pinstripe ride by mick d and it's not good no it wasn't Oh, the horse jumped the horse jumped first four in the run and he's just dragged it back um, he's dragged it back at least two or three lengths he, the horses end up running home really well been beaten third beaten 1.75 so yeah I definitely think you can follow him first couple horses across the line are, are, are good horses but yeah wait and see the data as well yeah um, I was a bit dirty on myself as well um I looked at the race after and I, th- I thought I saw um, like obviously post-race expert, but um, mm. I looked at the da- I looked at the data um, from last prep and Gentleman Roy went from a, a 94 to I know 101 rating and he ran a 94 first up and I'm I'm guessing that he's run 101 here so just to sort of piss me off so um, yeah Gentleman Roy's won well. Um, Military expert regressed, obviously, off its last start run, but um, that was expected. Uh, pinstriped, obviously, it wasn't a great ride. He fell asleep at the wheel. Cinewan, um, I know I've backed it a couple times now, but I think I think next start, 1,600 metres, it's <laughs> oh, ready to peak. Again. Yeah, oh, it's a good horse. It still hasn't got back to the, the figure it, it, it has done overseas, and it looked like it was going to do... Um, uh, in the the CF4, it was backed like it was going to do that. Um, yeah, if if they take it there, take it to a race at Flemington over six hundred meters, I'd stick up for it. Um, yeah, I I don't know if any of these are much better than this race. Like, I know Pinstripe was unlucky, but is he that much better than this? I don't know. Is Dragon Leap any better than this? Probably not. No. Playboy, our Playboy, this is his level. Like they, they sort of just fit into just about where they where they fit. I think. Um, yeah, um, lightsaber put up with um, cardiac arrhythmia as well. So, 
he probably goes out for a spell now I think but um, yeah move on to race 9 yep fair enough uh, yeah race 9 was the Testarossa stakes and possibly the win of the day or one of the wins of the day by this uh, New Zealand import for Peter Moody his name is I Wish I Win he's been backed off the map again I think he might have been $1.95 uh, on Saturday. He was into $1.70, the official starting price. And he hasn't exactly had the best run in transit here. He was 1,400 metres back to 1,300 metres. He was a soft track to a good track. And he has proven that he is just a very good racehorse. Um, he, had to, he had to sprint in between horses. He had to pick up the bit. And he's gone past Ayrton. Ayrton has run a, a decent race. I don't think Ayrton's a superstar, but he he goes well fresh and he goes well on a good track. And I wish I win had the task at hand to come and get him and very, very arrogant late. Yeah, well, he's going well. Um, I, I, got, I guess I got the market wrong. I thought he'd drift, but he was absolutely plunged. They smashed him. As if he was unbeatable, and he probably was. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think people are getting a little bit carried away. Like he's beaten Bandersnatch by a length and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, like he'd want to if he was going to be running in a Cox Plate. Like he probably goes and wins the Tourac, and I don't know. Like I don't really think he's up to the Cox Plate level. Um, yeah. This race will have winners to come out of it, I think. Gravina ran really well, probably a little bit too close for the speed. Um, yeah, I agree. Catalyst ran really well, which was good to see because he's had injuries and, and issues. Um, they obviously went out at a really a really good tempo because um, Open Mind is completely falling out the back of the TV. <laughs> yeah. um, and so is Imperial Lad. So, um, yeah, they've, they've gone, even though we don't have the data, they've, they've obviously gone really, really quick here. Um, so I guess Creadirus can be followed because it was was up on the speed. Um, Regards, Marie's going well. Yeah, Gravina, not Creadirus. Um, yeah, <laughs> wrong Godolphin Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I win. Good horse. How good? I'm not sure. I don't think he's Cox Plate level, but like, I don't know. Like, like Nico keeps telling me, you can't really put a ceiling on him, which. I guess is true, but I don't think he's. I don't think. He, I think. I think he's a bit overhyped. Yeah. Oh, he probably is overhyped. But I've been following him since he's. You know, since he's been in New Zealand. I do like a, my New Zealand racing, and he's at least a three-length better horse here. Like he has gone to another level, easily. Like. Yeah. Yeah. He was no, beaten it says up that in the ratings too. Like he, he's, he peaking, beaten up he's by peak in New bit, Zealand yeah. was about ninety-nine. Yeah. And and his peak here is already like. It's probably uh, that that rating was probably about 102, 103. Yeah, yeah. He was beaten up by some of the Tiako horses over there, um, and he's come over here and he he well, he's a bit better than Torak will tell you he's a he's a six to four favourite in a sixteen hundred meter handicap Group One. I know the futures are over a bet, but he does look very hard to beat there. Yeah, he does. Right. Was there anything else around the grounds? Um, California Spangle returned really well in Hong Kong uh, yesterday. Obviously, went around at 
unbackable odds, but wheelchair. Nico prices. Um, <laughs> Nico prices. Um, armchair ride, sorry, for, for Zach Purton. And it sets up for another big clash with Golden 60. Has California yeah. Spangle come back better? Could he be one run fitter than Golden uh, Golden 60? You never know. He could give him more of a race, this, this preparation. So I'm very, very excited to see them clash swords again. And then uh, Tuchel was a was another good winner on the day. Um, as I said, I thought he was better than Class 3 grade. It was quite a dominant win. I think he'll go to a Class 2 now and he'll run well there. So those are those are the two horses to follow out of Hong Kong. Pretty, uh, pretty self-explanatory. Anything else? Mm. We've done well to keep that just over an hour. Yeah, we have. Good stuff. Given, Nico, given we, we, we don't have three Nico days talking just for the sake of it, though. We don't have Nico, <laughs> and we don't have we don't have any jumps. So if we had those two things, it would have gone yeah. for two and a half, three hours. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll put you on the spot here. But any any horses to follow, races that they're going to be in going forward, just just to uh, summarise. Uh, English Riviera in the Mar- Maruna, I think it is on Guinea's Day. Um, uh, Animo is going to win the Cox Plate because I don't know the Underwood was a not disappointing but I don't think it's going to rate as highly as it would need to um, yep. Palele if it goes to the Manicato Valentina Patina at anywhere at Mooney Valley runs to all, its, all of its peaks there um, and virtuous circle for the Derby huge yep I agree Paul Alley he ran the fastest final 200 of the of that race so definitely wouldn't be falling off him um, really looking forward to the might and power stakes that'll tell us a lot more about the Cox Plate you'd have to put Animo on top definitely there um, what else was there yesterday obviously I wish I win I think Pinstriped up, up to the mile he'll go to Flemington hopefully or they could go to a Rupert Clark but I think he'll be better suited at Flemington um, Champions Mile if if that's not a strong race then I definitely think he could win that um, and then Bermudez if he draws a barrier and he finds a suitable race then he could just absolutely bolt in because that was a huge performance by him yesterday yep alright we'll wrap All it right. up there that's just about it I think Good review. Um, obviously, this podcast sponsored by Wear the Punt. So, heaps of good merch coming along. I'll give a quick plug to the boys involved in Keats. This horse could be going around at the Valley this Friday night. The rail was out seven meters, stepping up to two thousand. So, watch out. He could be an absolute moral, and the boys will be there in there. Um, hopefully, they've got some of the merch by then. We'll have to hit up Bull Barbs and, and see how it's coming along. So. Get down Friday night. Um, actually, it'll be average races, but still get down. And then we've got the Turnbull on Saturday. That looks a very, very open affair. A group one up for grabs. So we'll review that all on Thursday when we've got Nico back. Cheers. Yeah.